Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented wife, Miss Southern Shell. we got Tyler over on the board. How are you doing today, Shell? Good. It's a stormy, rainy day here in Hernando. I know. We, man, they spoiled me last week. We had, <laughs> we had like 75 degrees, sunshine, and all weekend. It was beautiful. Last and weekend? Now, yeah. This weekend's supposed to be more of the same, right? Yeah. I'm excited. You know what that means? Bloody Mary time. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Mary and barbecue. Bloody Mary and barbecue. Two of my favorite things. <laughs> And blue plate mayonnaise. Check out this big sign you got up here. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Blue plate. Blue plate sent it to us, Heck right? Yeah, I love it. It's metal. Is it a metal sign? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Well, I gotta find, find it. Yeah, I gotta. Did you just unboxed it? I saw you in there unboxing something. <laughs> we gotta find a good place to hang it. It's official now. We got a blue. Uh, we got a blue plate bottle on the wall. You got an old picture over there behind you. That yeah, like started that was a it. gift from. Brian and Whitney Wesson. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. It's like the old school blue plate. Yeah, yeah it was actually an an old... Uh, print ad? Yeah, print ad. It? Oh, yeah, you can see that. Oh, she found like... it at like a resale shop or something. Okay. I like that, too. And gave it to me for a Christmas gift. So I had to frame Since it and hang it on the wall. 1927 quality. <laughs> Real New Orleans made mayonnaise. Right I want to know when we're going to get you tasting some on camera. Next week. Are you going to do it? <laughs> Tyler, are you going to do <laughs> it? <laughs> We might have the inside scoop of a new product that uh, Blue Plate's rolling out right now, so we might be trying that on camera next week. I don't know if I could <laughs> sit here. We got this <laughs> straight load mayonnaise. <laughs> we got to put it on something. Can we at least get some, I don't know, some chicken or some something? Some white bread? Yeah, some bread, some meat or something. You want a mayonnaise sandwich? <laughs> yeah, I could try it that way, no doubt. You get just, like tomato, some salt, pepper, just some mayonnaise on yeah, it. Now yeah, I'm yeah. down with that. Yeah. I'm down with that. I just don't know if I could straight shoot some mayonnaise. <laughs> you got to be able to like, like take in the flavors of everything, you know. Like you, like if you, I don't. Like, you got to swirl it around and smell. No, it. you do not. No, you do not. <laughs> See how old it is. <laughs> Bayo, man, y'all, that's that's getting weird. With the... you've ne- <laughs> you've never licked the. No, <laughs> I've never licked a mayo spoon. <laughs> Spoon liquors, man. <laughs> it disgusts me when I see somebody else do it. That's why Bar- I turned my now, back. I wouldn't lick a mustard spoon either. Are you going to just get you a straight spoon of mustard? That's would you, no, would you ever would lick, lick, would you lick the ketchup? If you, you don't really spread oh, out yeah. you don't spread out ketchup anymore. But I'm not really a ketchup guy, but like Alfredo sauce maybe. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, Alfredo sauce, yeah. Uh, Mary, I could, sour I could cream. Would you lick a sour cream spoon? Uh, no. I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Now, if I maybe I'm just a little. I will. I will take like tartar sauce. If I'm mixing up tartar sauce, I got to taste it. So I'll taste some of it like that. If I'm mixing up yeah, like a sour good. cream, got some mayo and avocado, like make it a crema or something like that. I'll taste that. I just can't get over. I don't know. It's a personal thing, I guess. I don't know. Texture. It's like. I don't know if it's texture. It's just the idea. Just eating some straight. <laughs> Condiment. Condiment, yeah. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. Honey off a spoon? I'm fine with that. Salsa? I guess oh, yeah. that's... Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying next week you're going to do it. And I'm going to try not to get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this past weekend, uh, you did one of your favorite Sunday activities. I did. 
I just <laughs> you cooked all day and drank beer. Turn on. <laughs> I didn't drink a lot of beer. I drank a few beers. No, I just. I was so. I went. I went to Texas back during hunting season, and one of the guys at the ranch we did cooked for everybody, and they made a dish that I'd never had. Um, carne gusada, I think's how you say it, or husada, something. I don't know the proper pronunciation. But, but it's G U I S A D A. Yeah, yeah. Carne gusada is how I say it. And what it is, it's kind of like meat in a gravy almost. And I don't know if that's how it translates or not in Spanish, but that's what it reminds me of. And so I wanted to, they gave me this seasoning that they used, and it's a Fiesta brand. I know y'all probably, most people have seen Fiesta stuff. They sell it at the academies. It's a big thing in like Texas, the Southwest. But they make all kinds of different, you know, seasonings, just like any big spice, you know, co-packer or whatever. But they have one that's a carne gasada, and it's like a, I would say, kind of explaining it, it's kind of like an instant roux, seasoned roux, if that makes any sense yeah. to you. Like a, like a powdered gravy almost. Yeah. So you cook your meat, whatever kind of meat you're doing, most of the time it's cut up chuck roast. Mm-hmm. You cook it down. You know, you can. Um, their recipe, they didn't put anything, just like meat, water, some spices, and they cook the meat down. And they add this, uh, when the meat's tender, they add this mix of the carne gasada seasoning, gravy mix stuff at the end. They let it thicken up and they serve it with tortillas and you make like tacos. Mm-hmm. Well, I went a little further. I added, you know, poblano, jalapeno, onion, uh, bell pepper. I, I just, you know, I wanted some vegetables in it. And I still kind of, I cut it up in like one inch by one inch cubes, a little olive oil in a Dutch oven seared it on all sides, kind of browned the meat in batches. And what did you use, chuck roast? I used chuck roast. Yeah. Yeah. I had a chuck roast from the freezer I thought out for it and cut it up. And once I got it brown, I kind of just started building my vegetables, softening them up. I added a can of diced tomatoes in mine. I wanted that kind of rich element. It was kind of – it's almost – like making a gumbo somewhat because yeah. you know, without making a roux, you don't yeah. really make a roux first, but you're adding like a powdered roux to it at the end. But what you do with that, once you get it, so once you get your vegetables kind of browning, you start adding your liquid to the pot and you put your meat back in, you're basically just putting a lid on it and cooking it. You can do it on stovetop, you can do it in the oven, you can do it on smoker. And I'm thinking about doing this recipe, like doing a, a smoked version of it where I actually like smoke the chuck roast or whatever cut of meat. I think it'd be great with like brisket point. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be really good. Uh, I think it'd be good with wild game. Like you smoke it first. Yeah, you can make a deer gasada. But you're saying you smoke it first. Yeah, to get get some color on it. Cut it up into your chunks. Almost like making poor man's burning ends or, you know, brisket burning ends. But cubing them, pre cubing them, seasoning them just with grande gringo or your favorite Mexican seasoning, getting some bark on them, then moving it over to the Dutch oven where you've got your vegetables softened up. And I even think. Like charring the peppers and the onions and getting all that going, mm-hmm. rough chopping on it after you get the skin and stuff off of them. Throw that in there because you got some grill flavor, some kind of smoke flavor to the vegetables, and the whole dish is just going to be heartier. But it's a real, real hearty dish. It's not uh, hard to make at all. No, it just takes some time. You could do it. In a, you could do it in a crock pot if you wanted to. It's I mean, you could do it overnight in a crock pot. It'd be easy. But what it does, it when once it thickens up at the end, and what you do, you add like cup of water i think it was one cup of water and like five tablespoons of the carne gasada seasoning from fiesta you put that in and you kind of whisk it up so it makes a slurry 
and that's your so thickening you, agent. You do that before you pour it into the pot. Yeah, into yeah. the hot pot that the meat's already tender. You don't put that gravy in early because you want it to, you know, you want to have a chance to braise and not get too thick. And the in the thickening agent, the gasat, the seasoning stuff is just is just to make it like a your flour agent of a gravy. Do you, is so there comes, seasonings in there too? Yeah, yeah, yeah but there, yeah. yeah. And so it has kind of that Southwest. I tasted cumin in, and you could taste some of the oregano. You know, just the typical spices. It's not spicy by any means, so that's why I did the poblano pepper and jalapeno peppers, and you know, of course, some grande gringo seasoning. I had mine tasting good, almost like a Mexican style beef stew at first. That's and then when you add that, means. yeah. Oh, is that what stew? I looked it up. Yeah. Carne is obviously meat, and gasada means stew. Okay, well that makes sense to me because yeah. it's like a Mexican beef stew. So, and you serve it. Um, I, I made some rice to go with it because I thought it would be good. Like, but you know, and you like rice, yeah, and I like rice. <laughs> we did black beans too. Yeah, I mean, I did a little corn salad, and that was so good. The corn salad was really good. I forgot about that. Um, Michael loved it too. Yeah, that's unusual. He yeah. usually don't do all the peppers and fresh cilantro and all that in the. And something that he he liked it in the corn. So you did like you heated the flour tortillas up on a cast, cast iron. iron, and then you served it. You can make a taco, and so when you do that, I kind of use a slotted spoon and get some of the liquid away from the meat, so you're just putting it super fall apart because the meat's really tender. Like it don't you don't even need teeth to eat it. You just gum it. I was surprised at how tender it got. Yeah, I mean that's it's not so like good. it, 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 it took what three and a half hours. I put on 70 Soul Music, popped me some <laughs> some Modellos, and then started cooking. And that's a that's a perfect Sunday to me. <laughs> Had baseball in the background. Watched some college baseball, yeah. This was your first Sunday without football, kind of. Kind of, but I found the baseball game. So it was a <laughs> perfect day. It's a good time because now it's time to get serious about basketball. So Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. Right in time. Yeah, it's time for March Madness. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. coming up like real, real soon. Yeah, within the next couple of weeks. <clears throat> I can't believe it's springtime already. Like, I oh feel yeah, like no, we, we got baseball tickets here just in another week. Who y'all going to see? Um, Ole Miss. But I think they're playing Purdue yeah. series. Nice down in Oxford. Spring break. You hopeful this season? Uh, you know they got some bats. We're gonna see how the pitching does. Heck but yeah. man, it was fun. They. they They've run ruled two teams already this year. <laughs> Sunday was a run rule game. Yeah, it was a walk. We saw a walk off. It was a walk off run rule grand slam yeah. to finish that game. <laughs> wow! Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was like I forget the final score. It was like fifteen to nine or so. Or, well, I forget what it was, but they run. It was still them. a high score. Yeah, they, I mean, I, I think how many you got to beat them by ten or what is it? Do you know? I don't know what the run rule is. That's new to me. I thought that was a little league thing. I didn't even realize they did it in college. <laughs> but Ole Miss has done it twice this year. So, is this still considered spring training right now, or like? No, no, no. They're in the season. That's I mean, they're not in conference play yet. Gotcha. The Pros still in training. Pre- yeah, yeah. yeah. Training camp. Yeah. I know they're changing up a lot. College of starts earlier. They start in February. Yeah. I know they're changing up a lot of things in MLB this year. Like make it. They're trying to make the game faster. Oh, I've seen man. Yeah, I've seen it. I don't think I like it. I don't either. It's weird. I think it's just because, like, from They nor- caught the Braves in, uh, the other night, Tyler. The, I mean, the guy, was, I think it was a tie and bases loaded. Or I forget how it was they lost. But anyway, the guy didn't get the batter's box in time because of that clock, the pitcher clock. The yeah. pitcher was on the mound and ready, and he didn't get in there. He was taking too long or something. Oh, you know he was mad. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's gonna, you're going to see a lot of that. 
they'll have to they'll have to adjust some of that what they're doing. They just had a riot too, like it was like a year ago or something, or people were, um, you know, protesting. I believe for I can't remember just their pay the oh. uh, pay ceiling. Yeah. That they're offered and stuff like that, so they oh. just had that. So now, if they go changing all these rules, making a bunch of players mad, they're probably gonna have the same situation again. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, crazy. Well, I saw oh. I saw something rumored about their some of the the college football, uh, I guess, big shots or whoever is trying to maneuver or petition or whatever for shortening shortening the college football games. Yeah. The time, the length of time. Yeah, length of time. But I understood. I don't feel like they're too long. I don't feel like baseball's too long. Yeah, baseball's supposed to be (laughs) slow and boring. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But when you're at the game, it feels like it goes by really quickly. Yeah, I mean it's a better game to me. Baseball's better in person. Oh, definitely. So much more going on. You know, you see that you don't see on TV. On TV, it is boring. A lot of commercials, and you know, every time they pitcher makes an adjustment or the coach comes out, they got to go to commercial. Slows it down a lot, but. Now, for me personally, like football is the opposite. Football, I would watch all day long on TV, but if I go in person, I yeah, start to like I'm with you on that too. I distracted and basketball's yeah. fun both places. <laughs> basketball, you know, I never realized how much fun basketball was in person until we started going to some Grizzly games. It's just constant. It's, me too. it's you know, hype. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's excitement. The, the energy is, you know, always. Maybe up. it's because we got a good team to watch. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they used to not be that good. Yeah, yeah go back like 10 years. <laughs> Um, Friday night, you also cooked some hot dogs. Man, old roller dogs. (laughs) So I was at Sam's the other day, and they had, I don't know if they've always had, I've never seen them packaged this way, but it was their, it said on the package, Members Mark was the brand, just Sam's brand, and it said quarter pound hot dogs as sold in the Sam's Deli. And so anybody knows the dollar fifty combo is probably the best lunch going. <laughs> is it still a dollar? I don't know 50? if it's, it's been a long time since I had one. But it used to be a dollar fifty. You got the big hot dog and the drink. And that's about the cheapest lunch you could buy. And I th- I mean, I'm sure it's still probably under two bucks. But um the hot dogs are good. They're very good. So I think I bu- it's how they cook them too. I, I mean, they, I think they just steam them. Yeah, yeah, they steam them. So that's what I asked you that night. It had been raining all day Friday. It was miserable outside Friday. We went down to uh, our little farm, and I said, let's just cook some hot dogs, something easy on the grill. I'll fire up the grill. How do you want them cooked? You want, you want me to steam them, boil them, grill them, smoke them, whatever? And you said Blackstone. I was like, well, I never cooked hot dogs on the Blackstone, but it can't be bad. Yeah. So It's kind of how they cook them in stadiums a lot of times. I guess. I mean, when I think of them like a stadium, I think of a, or a on gas station. I think of them on the roller. Yeah. And so they just kind of stay there and tumble slowly and cook real slow, and the skin gets kind of snappy, juicy in the middle. That's exactly how these turned out on the Blackstone. Now you got to stay with them, so it's a, you know, you don't turn it on high and just it ain't like you're trying to hibachi some hot dogs. <laughs> I lined them jokers up, got my big spatula, got me two or three beers. <laughs> I sat there on load, just did my thing. Rolled hot dogs. Every minute or so, I just give them a little push. <laughs> just till they go to the back of the Blackstone, and then I break, drag them back. <laughs> and I tell you what, don't knock it till you try it. Oh, Blackstone, maybe it was two or three beers. I don't know. You also taste some uh, kraut. Oh, yeah. Have y'all, have y'all never had... Uh, like, what would you call that? Sautéed? I don't know. Blackstone. I just called it warm sauerkraut. Yeah. 
but I threw it when the hot dogs when when the dogs I fit I felt like they were sufficiently rolled, <laughs> the skin was perfectly blue. You know, it doesn't really get dark like you yeah. do a grilled hot dog. It just gets a beautiful tan on it, tightens up. You can see a little juice drizzling out, starting to spew. That's when you know they're done. You ain't got to temp them or nothing. You just wait until a little bitty baby geysers. <laughs> then you move them over to the side, and then you put that crowd on there, and you just work it. You know, like you're. Sauteing peppers and onions, and it just it starts getting brown a little bit. It, it gets crunchy. It gets the moisture off of it. Cause I like sauerkraut. I love the flavor of it. I love I love cabbage, but sometimes you put it on a hot dog, and it's just juicy. Yeah, it's too much. You no, know, you don't get all the moisture off of it. But when you put it on that blackstone, it evaporates all that moisture, kind of browns up some of the the kraut, the cabbage, and man, it's good. Like it, so, I know why they do that up north. Yeah, you know. <laughs> You ever had it? You ever do you like sauerkraut, Tyler? I do. I don't think I've ever had hot sauerkraut. Man, not it's to my knowledge. Fantastic. It's pretty good. I have to try that. I'm telling you, the the black, the flat top, flat top cooking. I, I like it. So I was going to ask you this because we say let's blackstone it, almost like yeah. it's a verb. Yeah, yeah, like googling it. Yeah, yeah, like googling it. Is there another like? Is it flat top? Flat. In it? I guess flat top. Yeah. Griddle. No, it's Griddling. not really. I guess you'd call it. Well, when I was in the restaurant, but when I used to work in restaurants, that's what they called a griddle. Griddle, yeah, but it was the same kind of setup. I think yeah. Blackstone's official hashtag is hashtag Blackstone Griddle. So okay. yeah, so it's I mean it's really I guess it's really technically a griddle. You griddle pancakes, you know. That's we use to pancakes. me when I say griddle, I think of like something with a grate. But I guess that would be a char broiler, or you know, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we technically called that char griller or something. But yeah, Blackstone's become more of a verb. I call it now. What I say, when I'm gonna cook on the flat top, I don't say. I say I'm gonna cook on the blackstone. Yeah. Let's now Traeger just came out with one. Oh wow. Uh, Grilla has one. Who else did I say? Weber has yeah, one. Weber just got one. Like an yeah. attachment that goes on top of no. The grill? They're freestanding. Like a... Really. Propane. Traeger? Yeah. Which, which was kind of crazy to me. Weber came out with propane. You know, they're charcoal. <laughs> Traeger pushing pellet grills came out with propane. They used to be all anti-gas, yeah. but now they're having to go. I guess get with the times. I don't know. Blackstone's, got Blackstone's made this whole trend with them. I mean, and I mean, I, I, I feel like they got that market locked up. Yeah, I, mean, I even like the little one. You know, the little one I bought for the house. That's a cooking machine, man. What was the price point on that? Two fifty? No, the small one. Yeah, eighty bucks. Oh wow! From Walmart. No, yeah, delivered. Good. Free delivery. It was eighty dollars or eighty. It might have been eighty nine, but it wasn't. It was right there. Yeah. Now I had to buy a cover for it. That was like twenty four dollars. So. But just to get it like through your door for eighty nine dollars, like yeah, you, can you just got the only thing. Yeah. The only thing bad about those, you got to buy the little green, green bo- bottles that are kind of you know camping section type, and sometimes of the year those are hard to find. Like during hunting season, people buy them up for heaters. <laughs> when the weather gets bad, people buy them up. But I mean, one bottle a, runs a long time on it though. It ran several hours when you were trying to season yeah. it and. I, mean, I, seasoned, yeah, I seasoned it for four or five hours and just let it rip on high and see how long it'd roll. How come the bottle gets so like cold and frosty? I guess because it's that propane's colder than air and it's sucking it out or something to cause it to frost up. Do you know you can tell how much gas is in the bottle by where that frost line is? Because above it, it won't be frosty, but below it where the gas is cold, it, it gets all iced up. Yep. So that's where the gas is yep. left? Yep. Yeah. It's, okay. it's going to indicate how much propane you have in the bottle. How long does one of those bottles lasted y'all up until now? Uh, like the little green bottle? Yeah. On high, you can probably get four or five hours. Yeah, wow. I'd say so. 
Because we were yeah. seasoning it that day and just, just goofing around. It roll. And, yeah. yeah. Last that whole time. Oh, yeah. So if you're cooking it's, multiple cooks. It's the perfect tailgate. Because that little uh, pellet grill tailgater, I'm not going to say the brand, but <laughs> it was, what, 350 bucks? Yeah, something like that. 450 Like the Ranger you're talking about? I'll yeah. say it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that's fine. It's more of a smoker though. Yeah, it's yeah. more. I'm not smoker. gonna, you know, I don't have the space but to for do a all tailgater, the tailgater. Yeah. you can't beat what that. you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I would take if I needed like if I wanted to smoke if I wanted like a little smoker and a, a griddle to griddle, griddle on. Both of those would sit on the tailgate side by side, yeah. and you could do all kinds of stuff. But if but, you're talking, you're only going to be out there an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, tops. You know, what are you going to smoke out there? You're not, really. Yeah. Most of that stuff you're already going to have cooked, just trying to warm it back up or something. And flat top's the perfect application for that. Yeah, it really is. And then the Ranger, you've done like a whole pork butt on it before. Yeah, so, so you're not going to do that on a flat top. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's but it's what, different. I you mean, can take that camping and, yeah, you know, yeah. smoke yeah. your pork butt and stuff. For the money, I think everybody needs one. <laughs> what? 80 Both? Bucks, yeah, 100, 100 bucks for a griddle like that? I'm sure there'll be a bunch more made. That can't be the first one. Um, This morning we received some salmon in the mail. We did. Um, Last, Was it David Ward? Yes. He He's active in our community. He listens to the podcast. We appreciate, appreciate the support. And so he does this commercially. He works for, I guess he works for the company that makes packaged Alaskan salmon. He sent us some sockeye, super thin slice, just like you like it, the Mm -hmm. kind we were talking about that I want to learn how to do. And then it was some more of a fillets of king, wasn't it? Yes. I'm very interested in that. And he said if it's done right, the little fatty parts underneath next to the skin on those king fillets should be like. Yeah, just umami flavor. I also sent some reindeer summer sausage. I hadn't <laughs> tried it yet, but I'm excited to try that. Yeah, everything's. Y'all did bust into the sockeye this morning. Yeah. I saw it open back there on the table. It was really good. <laughs> was it good? Yeah. Did you need some like cream cheese and some. And a bagel and some capers. Yeah. Yeah. Tomato I and mean, onion. It was fine just by itself. Just straight salmon. It had a real buttery consistency. I cooked like it salmon. almost melted your mouth. Really? I cooked it for dinner. I cooked salmon for dinner last night. That's just your air fryer. <laughs> I'll put that up against anybody. <laughs> Shut that down. Right? And it's good, Sam. It is really good. It is really good. Uh, you, know, you need olive oil and king crawl. That's all you need on it. 400, I think I do it on 400 degrees for 11 minutes. And it's bomb salmon. Even if you don't like salmon, you'll probably like it. Yeah. It's one of Michael's favorite things. He ate two fillets of it. Like we had four, he ate two of them. Um, I'm learning to like it. <laughs> I did see you watching some salmon cooking videos. This I have been. I've been brushing up on my skills, keeping up with the community, th- seeing what people are saying. Um, it's all in, like, I have everything down from the, I guess you call it a brine or the cure, where you sugar and salt it, put your stuff on it, put it in the refrigerator, let it draw the water out. You rinse it all off. You let it form the pellicle in the refrigerator. What's a pellicle? I'm, it's kind of like this film that, gets on the outside develops on the outside once it starts to dry once you take it out of the cure i'm not exactly sure if it's some moisture that does it on top or what it's drawing out of the meat but it's like a it changes the surface of the fish and so it's kind of tacky and what it does when you put it in cold smoke 
it draws the smoke to it, kind of absorbs it, pulls okay. it in. That's what gives it its flavor. So if you put it on there and don't let it, you're not going to get near as good a flavor or your texture is going to be off. You're going to let that pellicle form first. Is that kind of like the same process as like when you glaze a pork butt and you apply the, the sauce to it, the sauce absorbs the smoke so much better? Um, I don't know if it's part of the same, but yeah, I'll I see mean, what you're thinking. Yeah. It, the, the, it's like a sponge. Yeah. You put it on there like that. I don't know why it does it. I guess it's the nature of a glaze that does it too. But it's the same same premise, I guess. Maybe. But yeah, I don't think you're like you're not leaving pork out to form a pellicle <laughs> <laughs> to get it to absorb smoke. It'll form a <laughs> pellicle, but you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but so and so the smoking stage is what I have trouble with. One, we live in the mid south. Our temps don't stay low enough when you know when I'm doing a lot of smoking. So it seems like it needs to be cooler weather type application. Because you don't want the you don't want that salmon or whatever you have it in, smoker wise, to get above 80, 90 degrees. And that's tough to do in North Mississippi. Yeah. You know, you'd fight it to keep it down. So what I'm thinking about doing is using one of my smokers as kind of like the grate or the vessel to do it in, and then not building a fire like I normally would, like finding some kind of heating element or an outside smoke source to pump into the smoker so I can really watch my chamber temp to keep it down. That's what I got. And I might use an ice pan at some point to try to, I've got some different things I'm going to experiment with. So it's going to be total experimentation. Yeah. This seems like a lot more difficult than I was. Then I watched some videos on how to slice it, um, how to get those paper thin slices. And one, you need a really sharp thin bladed, like a salmon knife. But if it's kind of like our brisket knives, mm-hmm. just a thinner piece of blade. So if you, you imagine have those, that one little, I do, and I have a I think it's a Messermeister, little roast carver, but yes. it's super thin blade. It's probably about ten inches long. It'll be it'll be perfect for slicing thin slamming. But you you start kind of on the thin tail end, and you make these angled cuts that are, I would say eighth inch or less thick you know like half brisket you know they're so they're pretty thin you don't want them paper thin yeah. but you know you want them pretty pretty well thin almost i mean thin enough where you can see the blade of the knife through it yeah because the fish is a little translucent and you just make this angle cut but you cut down to the skin and not through it and then you flip that piece over and you kind of work your way down the fillet slicing and flipping and slicing and flipping and before you know it you've cut all the way down the fillet of fish you pick it up, kind of shake it, and they all go back to the right place, and it's ready to, to serve. Cut it off of it at that point, package it up, whatever you want to do. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, if I pull it off, I'll be pretty amazed. <laughs> <laughs> if I could do it half as good as the salmon that we got sent, it would be a win. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I don't know if I'm going to like just start with some supermarket stuff or try to source some really good salmon because – think that has a lot to do with it too like if you're you're in an area say if you're in alaska and you got access to fresh salmon i mean you don't get any better than that we are everything we've got's been froze at some point i imagine i mean there's no how they can get it to us i've heard costco is a decent place to source it really i bought it i don't know how to say that sam's has been i mean it's kind of hit or miss for me on salmon yeah i've had better luck here lately at kroger kroger's got some really nice salmon it hasn't been fishy i mean to me that's the key I want to buy fish, and that's why I like buying it from somewhere where they have like a fish counter. 
because I can say, hey, I want to check out that pizza sandwich. Would you mind holding it up? That's all I'm doing smelling it. <laughs> if it smells <laughs> like fish, there's any remote fishiness, I'm going to think, ah, we're going to go, you know, we're going to eat beef today. <laughs> but if you pick it up and you smell it and it just doesn't have much smell, it shouldn't be much to it at all. But it definitely shouldn't be fishy. That's how you know it's fresh. So that's that's my that's going to be my technique for it. Be, you see me smelling fish at the store. <laughs> Don't think I'm weird. <laughs> Are you ready to give it a try? Yeah, I think so. This weekend? Uh, no, not this weekend. <laughs> it's Bloody Mary's and Barbecue. We've got some 4-H stuff to do Saturday. Might do a little shed hunting that afternoon and then fire up some fire up something and kick back with a beverage and see if we can find something on TV. Um, So we are building a new filming studio that's right the smokehouse slash my man cave i guess <laughs> <laughs> i'm calling it smokehouse i like the smokehouse when i told people i was building the smokehouse my dad got excited he's like you gonna, is it gonna be one where you keep the fire going inside he's thinking like old traditional smokehouse it was you know? just a slab with some yeah and that like would be shed. cool too yeah. like if i ever get you know my next little experiment i'd love to have a smokehouse you walked into, like an old school smoke, where you could, you know, cure some bacon or do the whole thing, do a ham, all that stuff. The old fashioned smell. Right. Yeah, I all can, the woods. I can smell I, that I can right smell now. It right now. Did y'all have? Did your grandparents have one? Yeah, yeah. It eventually became a storage shed, but yeah, that's the kind of way my great uncle did. Yeah. I don't think they ever used it as a smokehouse from when I've been born. But my dad says he remembered when they did it. Yeah, I remember them doing it. Still but had they, like the salt. Did y'all have like the little tray with all the salt in it? It's like a little cabinet looking thing and that's where they'd salt the meat and then put it up on there and set it on the shelves and hang it i don't remember that but it was there in the one i remember but i remember there being like a old metal coffee can in the middle that's of what the they burnt the fire in the fire going yep yep that's and, what, the, and the wood in that smokehouse or last time i went in it still smelled like if you open the wood it smelled like smoke yeah yeah that'd be cool to have it would be but yeah you don't ever see them anymore yours is a little more high tech than this. yeah mine's more <laughs> Mine's more of half, well, let's just say third outdoor kitchen, covered, screened in. Um, one third is like full-blown kitchen, living room area. And then the other third is like a bathroom, a pantry, and one bedroom. So it's, would you say it's a mother-in-law house or a carriage house or pool house? I guess. Probably if you were uh, selling it, you'd probably say it was a mother. Yeah, I can't yeah, tell yeah, everybody yeah. it's my smokehouse. <laughs> 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 but that's what it is. Yeah, it's been years in the making. Yeah. We started off. We've got it. Like kitchen. if somebody comes and visits us, they need a place to stay, they want to do some cooking, we got it covered. Well, the, the thought process was we're yeah. building it. Might as well. Barbecue B&B. &B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comes with everything you need. I don't know what you could get a night for that, but. But yeah, might so come with somebody that'll hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> you might not want to stay there. I don't want to stay there. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I I put years in the making. Yeah, it it has been. <laughs> well, we've been talking about it for a long time. We started in the yellow kitchen. Started in the yellow kitchen. And all we had was a slab out in the backyard, and we filmed all our videos. Kind of there. a slab and the driveway. Remember, we stood in the driveway yeah. too. <laughs> In the garage, kind of, yeah. I never really thought we were crazy then. <laughs> Cooking out in the front yard, just basically on the front yard. We'd roll the cook, we'd roll the yoder out from the garage, cook right there in the front yard. They had to be like, what 
Why did they do it? Oh, this really She's filming them. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would ship all our rubs and salsas from that garage too. Yeah. So they thought y'all had like an empire going on. <laughs> they didn't know what was going on. It's like Steve Jobs starting a garage. That's what we did. <laughs> That's awesome though. But uh, and so we moved to this house and we had a a little area. Yeah, outside. We still outside. had to have a top put on that because it was just mm-hmm. you know it was kind of pull deck. And we had a top put on, so it created and we an outdoor area that's bars. covered. Yeah. But it's still not out of the elements because it's only ten by ten, maybe. So if you if you if it's raining, there's no No protection. No protection to get yeah. out there. Yeah. And the wind blows, it blows it in on you, the counters get wet. If you're filming, cameras wet. We have to set up like a pot, little pop up tent right there. So we needed something out of the elements, out of the insects. <laughs> So mosquitoes don't eat us up at night and flies don't get us during the day. And that's, that's the whole, that's, that's why I wanted something indoor. Well, when you dread filming because it's a hundred degrees and it's flies and everything like that. Yeah, but we take off the summer. It's too hot to film. Well now, Hey, it's not going to be that way. We can do indoor (laughs) stuff. I mean, I can always go outside, put something on a pit and go back inside. That's what I'm thinking. So there'll probably be more content coming. Good. But we Year talk- round too, so you don't have to take. I mean, take off for sanity reasons. But. <laughs> I, I was mean- about to say, clip this, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tyler. Tyler, we're just going to need you to double work now. Finding contract. <laughs> but I mean, even this week, we had to switch up our film. Days oh yeah, because of rain. Because so of rain. Yeah, yeah. We, had, uh, we don't have to worry about that. You can have set stuff now. But That's we cool. finally pulled the plug, and we're doing it. So. Yeah, now I just have to figure out what I'm going to put outside. Um, in the cooking area. Is this going to be your dream outdoor kitchen? I don't, I mean, as far as my budget allows. <laughs> <laughs> you got big dreams. Yeah, I got big dreams, but I can't do all that. But no, I'd like to, I mean, I want to, you know, of course we got to have a shooting bar. That's where, you know, prep stuff on, take good meat from. That's the main point we film from. But back behind me, I always need countertops. I need storage. Uh, of course, I need my smokers. I've got a, a solid, you know, I've got a wall set up to where I can have at least, you know, my stick burner, drum smoker. You know, I'm sure I'll have a pellet, pellet. grill out there. I'll have a blackstone out there. I'll probably have a fryer out there. So, you know, there, and I've got room for other cookers too. Plus, I built it with a roll up screen where I can roll anything in and out if I want to change out something or try a new grill or something like that. So. That's another thing. It'll be yeah. a screened-in outdoor cooking patio. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll, you can control what comes in there with the, with the you know, the big ass fans or whatever they're called. <laughs> like they have at the airport. Yeah, and um, no, that's the brand name, big ass fan. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they're awesome too. Man, yeah. talk about start moving some air. And you've got vent it vented. Yeah, it's got smoky vac in the top to draw anything smoky out. So will you flip a switch and it'll yeah, turn it'll on? just cut okay. on these electric fans like the pull. I just have to make sure that this is going to be new to me. I don't know if it's going to cause too much of an updraft to change. I, I, I mean, the one like the stick burner, I could see that affecting it if the updraft's too much. Oh, if it's so, pulling too hard. Yeah, yeah. Do you think you'll have like a low, medium? Oh high? yeah, I'm sure it'll be variable okay. speed. And I'm excited about having a uh, sink outdoors too. That's what I need help with is that outdoor bar kind of design a bit and how we should do it because. I've been looking at stuff, and there's some prefab stuff that looks really good. Like the Gorilla stuff, it looks cool. I mean, I've been I, checking it out. I like the Gorilla uh, stuff, too. 
there's a couple different companies. I know our friends out in Arizona do a lot of that stuff. I may reach out to them. Barbecue Island. Barbecue Island, yeah. Yeah. They do some outdoor. The, the barbecue guys, I think they do a lot of outdoor kitchen type prefab stuff too. So I don't know. I haven't got that far yet. Now I've just got the space design now. Now we've got to go back and we've got the bar figured out how we're going to do it. But I've got to figure out the equipment that's going in it actually. And how you're going to lay it out. Yeah. And- there's only one place the sink's going. That's where I put the pipes. <laughs> so it's, kind of, it's got to build around where the sink's going. But inside, it's just going to look like um, it's going to look like a kitchen, kind of. There'll With be a no range. Upper cabinet. Yeah, yeah. We're not. Yeah, it's just going to be like a. I wanted the backdrop to look manly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like brick wall, countertop range. I mean, there's a refrigerator and there'll be a sink and dishwasher and all that. But it's going to be very. That's going to be basic. It's not elaborate. And then I'll have a, a bar in there to shoot from or, you know, backdrop kind of brick wall behind. Did y'all build like a little space for your, uh, like, liquor and stuff like that? That's what's good. <laughs> That's well, what, instead of doing, like, cabinet, upper cabinets, I want to do some cool, like, black open pipe, shelving. wood, open shelving into where I can put my favorite, you know, stuff up there. Why do you assume that we're going to have liquor? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I meant mainly for the TikToks, but I mean uh, Kool Aid, man cave, gotta have it, right? Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have some bourbons up there at least, right? Some Tito's, <laughs> a little tequila. I mean, maybe uh, some gin. <laughs> Might as well get a cognac. <laughs> I'm excited about the pantry more than I am anything else. I mean, yeah. like my kitchen, half my kitchen is taken over by. So that's what that's what you don't real, people don't realize how much stuff that we that I accumulate in your kitchen at home, <laughs> yeah. Just because of the barbecue and the filming and all that stuff. I mean, our stuff's just crammed in our in our kitchen, in our pantry, and our laundry room. I've got cabinets everywhere. That's just <laughs> I need to go through them and get rid of stuff. But I we, like we usually do once a year about this time. Yeah, it, it starts it is just pouring. It's yeah. like I can't take it anymore. We Plus the clean garage. It I, I mean, I got kind of <laughs> yeah. you do have two big shelves in the garage. So, I mean, this is gonna be a place to keep that stuff. Yep. And Tyler, you won't have to haul around the camera equipment and the lights and all that. Heck so it'll, yeah. it'll stay fixed. We got storage for that. I'm super excited. Yeah. We're gonna have yeah. to do a tour video, like. Oh yeah, no we. Out. So Shell shot a little piece and put it on story the other day. Because it's just open right now. We got a roof, yeah, but it, that's it. Yeah, that's, win, windows are in now. They haven't done screens yet. That'll be last probably. But they're supposed to be. Um, we got, I'm meeting electricians there tomorrow. I do layouts for electrical outlets and stuff like that. What's our move-in date? Oh, psh. I ain't going to tell you because I don't know. <laughs> He's like, oh, I mean, I'd like to say May, but it ain't going to happen. It's probably going to be. It'll happen. probably be Let's midsummer. I'm shooting for mid. I'm shooting for end of May. Then how okay. about that? I mean, I just talked to the appliance person. They said like they're back ordered. All appliances are back ordered. So it may be in the May for get stove. <laughs> I'm, I'm just that. saying. Let's keep it positive. Before it gets a hundred degrees, how about that? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, so what's the whole vibes going? What's the decor? I'm thinking. I don't know. First thing come to my mind is the boar's nest from Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the vibe I wanted. You know, it's just that's just not manly like hangout, seems like to me. Like a seventies dive yeah. bar. 
Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like neon signs. Yeah. That's right. She did order a neon sign. Yeah. Neon signs, barbecue meets bar, roadside, <laughs> old country roadside, not bar, beer joint. There that's you go. That's a difference. There is a difference. You've been to a beer joint. Beer joint's a little more family atmosphere. <laughs> I guess you could say that. I don't know about that. Depends on what time of, time of day. <laughs> Maybe during the day if they got a smokehouse outside. <laughs> yeah. When it turns night and the dice games come on, <laughs> it gets darker in there. How many TVs are you putting in this thing? Oh, I don't know. At least at least four. <laughs> I counted five when you talked to Did you count five? Because <laughs> you're putting one in the bedroom, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there'll be two inside, two outside, one in the bedroom. Heck, yeah. That's all I mean. I don't seem excessive. <laughs> does, it, does it to you, Tyler? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Sounds like I'm gonna start hanging out on. It's not like I put one in the bathroom, uh, you know. I get crazy with it. Like all oh, the Grizzlies <laughs> are playing tonight, Malcolm. You can stay out here for a couple more hours, right? Yeah. You won't need much much furniture. No, just I'm, bar stools. Talking about putting a pool table in there. Just gonna hire me a wino to decorate. <laughs> That's how the song goes. I'd like, hey, what about an old jukebox? Can you find me one of them? That'd be cool. We're looking for eclectic stuff to go around. They actually were selling jukeboxes like that at Walmart. For like, oh, really? Very really? recently. Like I saw it at San Antonio Walmart. They had an end cap kind of over by, not an end cap, but like a middle aisle cap or whatever yeah. display of just jukeboxes that were. Like what retro. size? Oh, they were a like tabletop. They were big ones, like freestanding, like. Really? Retro jukeboxes. So. And I guess you could stream from them probably or something? Probably. I think they were like just for the look. $400 or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Check that out, Tyler. So I have a question for you guys real quick. So like from start to fruition, for all the people out there looking to plan this kind of thing, like has it been easier than you thought it would be? Or has it been kind of difficult to design and stuff like that, an outdoor kitchen like this? Uh, we're not finished yet. I'd say yes and no and no and yes. No and yes and yes. I no. would say yeah. The difficult part's paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to dream up everything to go in it, how, what you want. But when it comes down to paying for this stuff, man, it ain't cheap. Heck yeah! The one idea. thing oh, I you like, got me. You got to get a loan to build the building. Yeah. I mean, because it's basically a house. It's a one bedroom house. Yeah. So you think of what that's costing now to build. I mean, I'm sure it'd be. Our budget was like 150. Yeah. For, I mean, all said and done, I wanted if we yeah. can do it for that. That's going to be, the plan went great. How often when you plan something, does it go like you think, though? Yeah. And my thing, you can try to prepare for all the things that are going wrong with something that's building, but it doesn't matter because yeah. something pops up that you don't even think about. You yeah. know, it's constantly like, hey, we got to make a decision about this today. Yeah. <laughs> we got to completely change everything. And usually, Shell and I just go with it. Like, what would you do? What, what, do you, what would you suggest? <laughs> you build houses. You sell houses. What would you do? So find yourself a good builder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's that's There's crucial. That's crucial. Yeah. And don't Luckily, I have we have a friend that builds a lot of houses around and does a good job. Heck yeah. You don't get no cut rates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it gets done right. You know, I'd rather know some – I'd rather – Somebody have good crews and good subs that work for them, and you know they're checking on the craftsman. That's that's the key with the builder to me. I'm not worried about what they make. I mean, most of their fees are pretty close, but if you get a builder that puts his eyes in there and like he knows every phase of it that's going on, they actually go to the job site. They're not just have you know trusting somebody and writing them checks. 
I think that's been the biggest thing to me because, I mean, I don't have time to go down there every day. Yeah, and you see what's know going what on. Anyway. I mean, you know, I've got some construction. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I understand construction knowledge, but I just don't want to. I don't have the time to go down there and check to make sure everything's going exactly according to plan. So, mm-hmm. which I mean, we had to have plans for. We had to have, you know, you have to get permits. You have to plan, you know, every every aspect of it. It's not just like throwing up something in your backyard. Yeah. And That's all I've done in the past. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this, we, don't, yeah. we don't need a permit for this little lean-to, do we? No, I'll run it. <laughs> Here we yeah, are. This is our first official. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But I don't know what I'm looking at. And I, w- I don't know if it's the Tammy in me that's just like, eh, let's just go with it. Let's just roll with it. You can't get too nitpicky or too, yeah. like, but I turn about like things. the decorating stuff. Shell will handle all that. Once it gets walls and she can envision stuff, she'll start – We've already started gathering ideas. So the way we do it, we usually use Pinterest. We put a board together with what we're working on, and we when we see pictures on the internet, we'll save them to our board so we have like this reference that we can go back to and see what we we you know what we can find, what looks cool, what goes. And Shell does a great job putting all that together. I know she's already got kind of some antiques, um, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. around. So I like old stuff. Yeah. yeah, stuff you can't go to Walmart and buy. Yeah, that's yeah. what I like. Or Hobby Lobby. Or Hobby Lobby. <laughs> My wife's favorite place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some good stuff at Hobby Lobby. There is. She'll spend lots of money at Hobby <laughs> Lobby. She'll spend like three hours in there and then come out with like three things. And she's like, yeah, I spent, you know, $300. But they were all on sale. I was like, I think everything in Hobby Lobby is always on sale. It is. That's the racket. Always. How they get you. That's the racket. They price they way overprice it so they can discount it to give you a sale. Like this lamp and a coupon. Have you, you ever been to Hobby Lobby and not used a coupon? <laughs> That's true. They're just it's they're there. You always have one. Kohl's oh. is the same way. Kohl's cat. Everything in there is overpriced. <laughs> so, so you use their coal cash and get their twenty percent discount or whatever it is. And, this might be just me, but last time I was in Hobby Lobby, I noticed that there was no cell reception in there, and I was like, I guarantee you. They did that on purpose. It was a design. So you can't design. You can't pull that coupon. (laughs) Maybe so. No, so your children can't contact you and say. (laughs) It's time to go, Mom. Yeah. (laughs) Or your husband. It's very therapeutic. Who refuses to go in Hobby Lobby. (laughs) (laughs) See, they did right where our Hobby Lobby is. It's right next door to an academy. Oh, yeah. So I can go in academy, and usually I'm in there as long as you're in Hobby Lobby. It works out. See, I'm a five below guy, but same idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That store drives me crazy. <laughs> I've been in there. Five you spend, below? Yeah. I'd pay them $10 just to let me out sometimes. <laughs> then you get, you you go in there and you think you're finding these deals for like $5 or less. And then you stand in this line that's 30 minutes long <laughs> to check out because they got one person there. And, they, and all what gets me is all the items are pretty much the same price. You got to just be able to count them. All right, $50, you're good. No. They, we got to get everything out, scan every little thing. They added self checkout though, so it, oh, it did they? does go a little bit faster. But I decorated my whole office. I'm a scanning go man. Heck yeah, I'm a scanning go man. I, that's why I like Sam's. I can go in scans, Sam's, pull my phone up, scan everything, and I'm out the door. I show one little lady at the door my phone, and I'm good to go. Walmart has that now too. Yes, yeah. and we just got it. <laughs> That's awesome. Friend told I was like I was real skeptical at the Walmart Plus. I was like, what? I don't need free shipping from Walmart. We don't need another service. Yeah, I don't just yeah, I don't I've got Paramount Plus already. I don't, you know, we their gas. Paramount. I usually don't even go to Walmart for gas. I go to Kroger just because it's closer. But now they've got if you join Walmart Plus for one hundred dollars a year, you can scan and go at Walmart. And, and you, you get, get the gas shipping. and you get free shipping and you get Paramount Plus. All of a sudden, 
I'll cancel my Paramount Plus and use the one that Walmart has. <laughs> it makes sense to me. $100 is worth scanning go all day long. If you've ever checked out at Walmart, you're pretty much doing that now. You're just getting it all out up at the front of the store. Why not scan it when it goes in your buggy? Heck yeah. I'm all for that. I think everything should be pay on your phone. So we're going to. Cashless so, society is what it seems like. Do you see where Lander Center? They're now cashless. Oh, every all the Major big vi- venues yeah. we go to have been cashless. Some like, people hate it. They say they're not going back. What? I love it. I do too. <laughs> I don't know who carries around cash. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I can like, pay with my phone everywhere. It just goes. Think yeah. you're paid. Magic. It's like, <laughs> comes out. It goes. You don't even know where your money is, do you? No. It's magically, somebody else is holding it, then they give it to you on your phone. It's all magic anyway. I Some people want to see their money. <laughs> I will say, when I was a server, I has I used to have cash like all the time. Like I never went to the bank. I was always just carry around like mm-hmm. six hundred dollars in cash in my pocket. But those days are long gone. That's I what got me used to cash. working valet in Bellman. That's uh, we always had pocket full of. Once, yeah, <laughs> we might have three hundred of them, but we had a wad. <laughs> so I got used to carrying when cash. we first started dating. You would just pull out this big wad of money. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so that's how I got gotcha. you. Had a couple hundreds wrapped on the outside, all ones on the inside. <laughs> Rolling. So, um, end of this month, we are going to New Orleans. For the hogs for the calls. Yes. That's so March thirty first through April first. How many years has it been since we've been to Hogs for the Calls? It's been several. We won it. <clears throat> we did win it. We won grand champion of it last time we were there. I cooked it twice. I bet it's been ten years ago. Probably has. Fun event. They used to have it at City Park and they might as well have had it in the middle of the river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was flood. Every year I was there, it flooded. That's one thing I said, uh, you know, probably won't go back. Yeah. It's a great event. It really is. So we're going with Blue Plate. Yeah. So there, evidently, Blue Plate's got a mayonnaise category there. And I'm going to go judge. I'm going to be one of the judges. I'm not the only judge. But they want me to come down and judge the mayonnaise. Now, this better not be who's got the best mayonnaise. They bring it up. <laughs> I'm out. I imagine you've got to use Blue I've never Plate walked off a judging assignment. <laughs> <laughs> but if they... <laughs> But if anybody turns in straight mayonnaise, it's probably going to be a zero. You don't, no, you just, yeah, tap, tap me in. in. Tap in. <laughs> Hold like. on, i got a certified mayo eater. <laughs> Get your card out. But, yeah, so we're going to go down there, do a little meet and greet, hang out with Blue Plate. Judge the Friday night in. stuff. I'm not I'm not judging the barbecue on Saturday, but I'm just judging, I think, the ancillaries and Blue Plate, I think. Yeah. It's a <clears> really, really cool event. Oh, it's huge. They've got bands playing. This is one event where if you want to try people's barbecue they're cooking, go to it. Because what they're doing is they're raising money for pediatric brain cancer. And so all the teams are cooking are raising money while they're doing it. And so they pick what dishes they want to cook. They're, they're best stuff. And they, you know, put these signs up, with how much it costs. I don't remember if you buy tickets or it's, it's probably. You used to buy tickets. You used to show up and you would buy like. Twenty dollars worth tickets, twenty bucks worth tickets, and each thing at each booth would cost so, so many tickets. Yeah, two to three to Is four it tickets. Still like that? I'm not sure. I don't know, but anyway, I know you can get people's food, and they're all doing something special. It's not just like pulled pork. Yeah, yeah, either. no, no. It's like really creative dishes. Oh yeah, most of these teams when we went and cooked it now years ago, all of them were affiliated with some type of restaurant that had a, a major chef. Like I cooked it one year with Emerald on his squad. And it was, I mean, 
you talk about chefs. I mean, yeah. they did some amazing stuff. And here I am out here cooking pulled pork and ribs. <laughs> yeah. You know? We did good that year, though. The owner of everything said the pork puree category is like the big the category. Yeah, that's where called. they get real chefy. Yeah. Like the year we went, they did um, pork tails yeah. and pozole, a pork tail pozole. And I was like, I'm not eating pork tails. It was delicious. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievably good. And that was, I think that was their pork puree dish. I don't, I think they finished in the top 10 with it. Wow. But I think, I mean, there used to be, I don't know, 60 plus teams in it. It's yep. pretty, I mean, it's a pretty big event. It's a perfect event. Oh, they raise so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's crowd driven. Yeah. It's not just for the contest, it's crowd driven. They, you know, they need people to come out and support them. So that's the thing most people don't understand about a lot of barbecue contests is it's nothing for the spectator. Yeah. You know. Average contest, you can't there you can't sell stuff. They might have one corn dog guy. Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah but that's yeah. it. Right. This is very much you can go to booths and try all kinds of different foods. I'll guarantee you couldn't try anything there. <laughs> yeah, there's like a couple oh, yeah. a couple guys that I guess set up like nightclubs so they have it the party going like all night. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man. It's, it's a big good time. No, it's I don't know if uh, so. Some of our friends help them from uh, Memphis and May Barbecue help them run the con or the contest side of it, the pork contest side of it. So they use like real certified judges and stuff. And some of that bled over from Memphis and May as far as booth size and party atmosphere. And so that's what, and you know, people from Louisiana, they do it better than anybody. <laughs> I mean, they you throw a party, you yeah. know, and so all of them are like, most of them are like that. They're, you know, they have their areas roped off. They're decorated up to the nines. And it's you know, like you said, you might see a nightclub, you might see a saloon. You know, there's, we saw all kinds of stuff out there. One year we saw a couple ladies dressed up like in a, uh, it's almost like they were in Vegas. They had the headpieces, the feather headpieces. Vegas dancer like, yeah, showgirls. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. It was like yeah. three of them showed up at a booth because it was a whole like Vegas theme. theme yeah. yeah, wow. So it's pretty cool. I mean, now I'm not gonna lie; it's kind of contingent on the weather. Yeah, you might need some hip boots <laughs> at the old place. I mean, I remember one year there's a guy floating down the kayak just right down through the barbecue teams. I mean, we jumped that off was... our trailer. We were in over your knee water trying to cook a hog. So it's. But that was at City Park. Now they've moved it since then, and I hope that the like drainage is. I need to contact some of my people I know and see what it's like now. He said it was at the Papal Center or something like that. He said it's oh, okay. like where the Pope visited a few years. Oh, really? Ago. Okay, yeah. maybe it's on pavement now. So, Used to all be on, you know, just yeah, grass on a park. But the party went so hard last year that blue plates. They call them fluffy. It's a giant blue plate uh, blow up thing. <laughs> or whatever, uh, got stolen last year. He said it was so Aww. crazy. So many people were there. It was so hard to keep track of that somebody just walked off with a giant inflatable, inflatable blue plate mayonnaise. <laughs> and then it became, what are doing with that? I don't know, it became like this huge like story, got covered by several news stations, <laughs> and then somebody returned it to a fire station because it was a safe haven where they wouldn't get in yeah, trouble. Yeah. And he was like, man, I'm sorry. My buddy just got so crazy. that he just, That's he happened. Like somebody, where were we at? somebody stole the boot. It was one contest. They had these big boots. Somebody stole one of them. I've, I've heard stuff like that happen before. It's nuts. I mean, you're hanging out, you're drinking, you're young, you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Take the flow up. 
bet you won't. Yeah. No, I know exactly how that went. Like, we need that blow up. We need. We ended up with like a Budweiser kegerator one year, somehow like that. We ended up with a shopping cart one time. Do you remember? You end up with some crazy stuff. At I don't know who shows up with it. So I guess you know we can't complain when something happens to us. Like you know, last year your cooler got tucked. That's probably payback. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. never took anything, but we had a lot of stuff show up. Like, where does a grocery cart? Somebody push a Kroger basket all the way from, I mean, Kroger went, there's a couple we miles. We pushed the Kroger I didn't. We loaded it up in the back of the truck. <laughs> do you not remember? I don't think like I had anything this. to do with that. Maybe you Who's were ever listed? This is, I was not there. It was not incriminating myself. We thought it would make it easier for us <clears throat> to get all the groceries. And did we take it back stuff. at least? Did we take it back at least? <laughs> I don't remember that part. <laughs> or is that, is that the one you see somebody turn into a barbecue grill on social media? <laughs> yeah. That's where it came from. <laughs> Found it at Springfest. It was Springfest. That you do not remember. <laughs> Those were crazy days. I've grown up a lot since then, yeah. Michelle. <laughs> now you're telling girls to be careful on a bar. <laughs> Go get her. That's right. Would have never done that at Old Springfest, Malcolm. So, um, speaking of big contests, Memphis May has announced their <clears throat> musical lineup. Yeah, did you see anybody you just have to go buy a ticket to go see? I was a little disappointed in this lineup. Not that I was going anyway, but. I didn't, I looked at it. I mean, I saw some names I recognized. I don't know if it's the target they, <laughs> you know, want there. But I feel like Earth, Wind, and Fire is playing. Yeah. Yeah, see, I've seen Earth. I, I'd I, go see them. I've met Earth, Wind, and Fire. I've carried their <laughs> luggage before. <laughs> They're some cool cats. I could see I that. don't know if any, how many of them's original members, though. Yeah. Because that was one of the best shows I've ever been to at a casino. Man, they put on a show. I could see them being fun. Yeah. But Allison Krauss and Robert Plant. See, that's a live at the garden type. Who's going to go to a festival setting to see that? And it's kind of creepy. I mean, I know <laughs> Allison Krauss is older now, but I always thought that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Robert You got Plant. those creepy yeah, vibes. Yeah. yeah. He gives off those vibes <clears throat> anyway. I mean, their music's all right, but I'm not paying the festival price to go see them. Or fighting that festival crowd to go. Did they have anybody that was just. There's. AJR is the only other band. Who's the headliner? Greta Van Fleet. Um, That's all right. I wouldn't go to festival. Yeah. I forgot who the other one was. You know any of them? Let's see if Jacob knows anybody. Earth, Wind, and Fire, Robert Plant. That was one of the headliners, Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. That's what, like, what night? Thursday or Blues Tent? (laughs) No. Main stage? Yes. (laughs) You're reaching there. Last year was really good, but there was, like, a couple people that. And I want to call the record and say, I love Robert Plant. Oh, yeah, Led Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin was great. But, yeah. He had some solo songs that were good. Mm-hmm. He did. He had that one album that was really good. Uh, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was just saying last year, like, wasn't there, like, a huge controversy with, like, a, the, like one person just straight up didn't show up because something happened with a canceled flight, and then somebody, was it Cardi B that got off stage or something? Or Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion that got off. Yeah. Like there was like, but it was like a really good lineup that they had, and then there were a bunch they had of Little stuff. Wayne last year. But I, I think, think he's he didn't the one that missed. Yeah. yeah, and he everybody was up. super upset about that. So, but we get a gun charge. <laughs> I don't know. He's bad to get on, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, they announced the lineup this week, so we should have an announcement for barbecue tomorrow. You're supposed to know by the third, right? Is that tomorrow? That's tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, they're supposed to announce the 
teams that made it, I think, or something. I saw something like that. Yeah, they're going to announce. Teams if you that didn't made it. make it, they're going to let you know, give your money back. Um, but it is going to be on the river. As far as we know, it is a go on the river. What sources I have have told me <laughs> now they're non-official capacity. But if you call the office, the first thing they're going to tell you is yes, we are having it at Tom Lee Park. <laughs> It's the first thing that if you if they answer the phone, they're probably going to say that. Yes, it's at Tomley Park. That's what I heard too. So we'll know tomorrow whether we're in or we're out. So, um, did you see on the community page where someone made a post? It said uh, 16 million Scoville. Are yeah. You, are you ready? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> it was in like a little dropper bottle too. It did that not look so, legit. Oh, no, it's, I'm sure it's hot, but I ain't messing with it. Some lab made heat. <laughs> I don't do nothing that ain't organic. What is how many Scoville is like a jalapeno? Do you know? I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's on the low end. Put it that way. Think of a bell pepper is zero. Two thousand to eight thousand is a jalapeno. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the last dab was two point five million Scoville. So you did that. And this is sixteen million. million. And the last dab was what? 2.5. So, so it's it eight is... times hotter, pretty much? That's great. Oh, no. <laughs> That's oh, suicidal. No. Yeah. You're already in tears. <laughs> I imagine, couldn't that I mean, I don't even know if Cocaine Bear could do that. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't even stop Cocaine Bear. <laughs> That's the way they should market it. The stuff that'll stop Cocaine Bear. <laughs> you, know, you know, people, somebody's going to try it. Oh, I'm sure. Was that guy trying it, or did he just make it up, or he just? Posted it was. Glo- have you ever seen like radioactive stuff where they like, show it and have that green glow to it? It was kind of like that, the red glow, like flubber, like it had its own yeah. aura. Yeah, <laughs> like you need some of them big thick chemical gloves just to handle it. Can you imagine just getting it on you and touching your eye or something no. like that? You're oh, losing man. that eye. Oh, God. Yeah. See right again. I would be afraid and mess up my taste buds forever. So, how do you think they get stuff that hot chemically? Like I know it's just it's supposed it's to be extracts be of pepper, but right? they have to do something. Yeah, they just continue to concentrate it. I guess so. It ain't natural. It can't be naturally that hot, right? No. I'm gonna research it and let you know. Come back to it. And I got one question for you. Okay. Is that my shells facts of the day? No. We're, you want me to give you the shells facts? We can do that either way. I got. I do like shells facts. I'll give you one of my shells facts. All right. And we'll save the other one for next week. That sounds good. So have you seen on TikTok where they are putting, storing avocados in water to keep them from over-ripening? No, but does it continue them to ripe? Like if you put a hard one in there, will it get ripe? Supposedly, if you put avocados, take a whole avocado, put it in cool water. Uncut. Uncut. Well, I saw some people doing it cut, but I'm just not down with that. But um, you take an uncut avocado, put it in cool water, keep it in the fridge, um, they say it will stay at the perfect ripeness for weeks. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I'm going to have to try that. Like so, put a Ziploc bag with water? And, no. Like, no Ziploc bag. How do you put it in like in a bowl? They were just putting it like almost like in a tea pitcher with a lid. Oh, okay. But it has to stay submerged. Like you got, well, Does it float? Does avocado float in water? Yeah, they were looking like they were floating. I would assume they would. I didn't see if they waited a day yeah. on to ensure it stayed. Yeah. I'm sure they was something. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll have to try that. That's like a big game changer in my house because we always buy the bag of avocados Mm -hmm. and then 
three of them end up going bad because we yeah. need one to make, you know, a we'll little probably waste more too. You always buy them and you think they're ripe, but they still need a few more days and then you forget about them because you've made the tacos you're yeah. going to make or whatever. And then there's just avocados and they end up wasting them. So, um, I so know. I did a little research and they say that keeping it in water supposedly slows down the oxidation process and keeps the fruit ripe and green for longer. But now the FDA has come out and said, don't do that. Why? I think they're being a little over. Bacteria or something? So they say that uh, the FDA does not recommend this practice. The main concern is that the residual human pathogens like listeria. I was fixing to say, they're going to say listeria. <laughs> may be residing on the avocado surface and it multiplies during the storage when it's submerged in water. But they said that specifically for the ones that you cut and keep in water. What if you added vinegar to the water? I don't know. See, That's I do a that, really good question. I've done that with strawberries. Yeah. Like, you know, to, to preserve strawberries, if you'll cut the tops off of them, put some cool water in a bowl or sink, add just a little splash of vinegar to it, and rinse the strawberries off, you can put them, you can take them out, let them dry, and they'll keep in the refrigerator for weeks. And the vinegar does something to it to keep them fresh and keep them from going bad. Because strawberries, I mean, they go, it seems like they go bad as soon as you buy them. Yeah. But once you do that little vinegar, quick vinegar bath to them, and, it, and I'm guessing if there was any, any kind of bacteria on it, this, the pH of the vinegar probably won't neutralize and kill something, I, I would think. And you don't put a lot of vinegar in that <clears throat> No, it's water. like a cap to, uh, yeah. to, a, to a, you know, a big container of water. But it does Usually really. Usually sink. It does really help the strawberries. Yeah, they stay bright red. There's no, you don't taste vinegar on them. Mm -mm. There's no taste. It's just, I guess it does something to the water. So I also saw something just, this reminded me how they're use they're doing things to ripen the fruits and vegetables faster, to get them to market faster. But when you buy them and take them home, they continue to ripen faster, which makes sense to me. They would need to get yeah. them to market quicker. And so that's why when you get stuff home, like an avocado, they're going they're going They're bad. Going bad. Yeah. Too, too yeah. Quick. yeah. Makes sense. Avocados and strawberries are the worst <laughs> as far as going bad. Yeah. So, okay. One question. All right. We've got time for one question before it's time to go. One question. Okay. Dennis says, I, I know you cannot specify a certain make of smoker grill, which I you can. Specify. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody pays us. No, yeah. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, he Which says, ones do you want to know about? <laughs> <laughs> he says, I currently have a Weber charcoal with slow and sear and a vortex, mm -hmm. a Holland no flame grill, a glass, a, gra a gas grill, and a flat top. He's looking to invest in one more before um, he goes to the barbecue in the sky. But <laughs> what would you invest in? If you have a charcoal a slow and sear a gas grill and a flat top sounds like he needs a smoker to me he's a smoker that's exactly what's a slow what it and sear it's an attachment that goes in the weber that kind of separates the coals and has a little place for water and then you got all that you know just think of a two-zone cooking gotcha and they work they work good i would think i would think he'd want more of a traditional like a stick burner style smoker or something like that now where where you're at budget wise, if it's the last one you're gonna buy before you go to the big cook off in the sky, <laughs> I would go ahead and spend some money and get something decent. You know, um, there's a bunch of you know, everybody knows I like cooking on outlaws. Jambos are great. Uh, Lang makes some good ones. Meadow Creek makes some. Um, those are just first ones that pop in my head as far as stick burners go. 
Um, those Franklin grills are pretty cool that, that, that he's got coming out. Um, but it sounds like he's got a little bit of everything and he probably enjoys barbecue and smoking. So with a stick burner, it's going to be more the purest. You're going to tend to your fire. You're going to spend some time with your grill. That's what I would think. You know, somebody that's. You You're going to learn that. Yeah. Bit, yeah. That's I think. Time. And I think you probably want something that's got you a little more capacity than your Weber or your gas grill or something like that. I mean, now you could get a pellet grill. I mean, you know, but you've kind of, you can smoke pretty much the same thing on that slow and sear as you could on a pellet grill and you got a flat top so you can do some other stuff. You, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But if, if I was, if I was going to be my last one, I'd probably get me a, a decent stick burner. What if you couldn't afford a stick burner? Mm. Drum. Drum. Drum be a good choice. That'd be a real good choice because you're going to get really good tasting. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, I love the I love stick burner flavor. It just grows. And I love the flavor you get from a drum from the beet juices dripping. Everybody's heard me say that, but that's some of the best flavor you can get. So let me ask you a question. If you're, what do you like to cook it on better? What fire do you like to tend better, a drum or a stick burner? You don't really tend to drum fire. So I'd say I like, you know, Keep keeping a stick burner fire steady. Gotcha. It's more if you like, you know, if you like doing that. As far as I mean, as far as cooking on one, I like my old hickory. <laughs> you <laughs> set it, it. yeah. You, I mean, I still had to put some coals and wood and stuff in it, but it, it's got such a long burn time, and you just dial it in. The flavor is great on it. I mean, that's another one. If you I mean, if you want something for capacity for the rest of your life, I would say get a CTO. But that's more like industrial, commercial. Yeah. I mean, there's not very many times where you need to cook over, say, a dozen pork butts at once. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. But, I mean, they make the MM model, which is like a three-chef model step down. So, I I mean, those are still still great choices for your last pit. I mean, you're talking about something. And one, I I mean, my budget's going to be a little higher if I know it's going to be my last one because I want it to last. I, I could go out and probably find some type of a stick burner for four or five hundred bucks. Go to Academy or somewhere, yeah. or buy you know, big box store, buy something they had out there. That's four, five hundred, six hundred dollars maybe. And no, it's not going to last you. Like if you'd have spent, you know, put a little more money with it and got you something that's going to last the rest of your life. So stick burner would be your stick burner would be my recommendation. Even. Um, Yoder makes some cool stick burners too. It's another manufacturer comes up. So you just got to figure out that you want a stick burner and then start looking at different mm-hmm. options. Start looking at different ones. I would start with what's close to you. you know, so if there's any manufacturers that you like that are close to you, so shipping's not that big of a problem. Or go out and visit some, check some out. Post that in the community. That's a good. Was that in the community? He asked the question in the, in the community. community. Yeah, I bet you there's some. I hadn't seen that one, but I bet you there's some good answers. On it was it. a newer one. What was the very first response? Oh, I didn't. Oh, I'd have to pull it up. That's all right. I'll go check it out. <laughs> You'll go chime uh, in. Yeah, I like seeing what people recommend. Yeah, it gives me ideas of what I need to, you know. I didn't know Franklin was coming out with a new pit. He's had, I mean, he's had it out for a while. Yeah. Think. You'd think I'd stay in the loop a little better. <laughs> You're too curious looking up avocado. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mount, that's all I have for you today. Hey, that's uh, Tyler. 
What do we got going on in the community? Is there any giveaways going on or anything? We will be having a community giveaway really, really soon. We'll announce the details super soon as well. Head on over to Facebook.com and go to the Let's Get to Cooking community page. Lots of like-minded pitmasters and people to answer your questions. You can post recipes. Pretty much just like it's a community of really awesome people. And uh, I've seen some really awesome stuff there this week. And then also go to HowToBBQRite.com where you can find all Malcolm's favorite recipes. I want that guy to put a video up when he's tasting his 16 million Scoville sauce. Me too. On something. I want to see that. I don't want to try it, but I want to be there when somebody does it. I I would put my foot down about that like you were not trying that. (laughs) Because last time, when you did try the, what was it? The 6 million or Uh, 2.5 million? 2.5 million. When you did try the 2.5 million one, you whined for two days. (laughs) Because it hurt. Yeah. It hurt for two days. It it knocked my face in the mouth. It hurt. That's a great video. Yeah. Want to go watch? No, it's horrible. Uh, Who won that last contest? Did did y'all give away some? Yeah. uh, yeah. uh, Not who won, but what? uh, Which recipe won the vote? I will announce that next week. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's not time yet. All right. And y'all got something else in mind for? Rumor has it we may have some VIP passes for hogs for the calls to give out. Right. Yep. We'll do, that. we'll do that in the community too. We can. We're looking at VIP passes, and uh, I think that we're working with a fellow community member on doing a giveaway too. So, oh, good. I'll stay tuned for that. Yeah. Well, Shell, where can I find you? Um, <laughs> don't look. <laughs> if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us, and we'll be back next week. Y'all make you some Bloody Marys and cook you some barbecue this weekend. It's going to be sunny. We gone.